The Milwaukee Bucks bid for a repeat ended yesterday at TD Garden, 109.81. Get us your reaction. 800-990-3776. That's mine. When was it over? Ooh, I don't... Halftime. Well, again, so here's what I will say, Chew. At least in this series, double-digit leads were kind of fragile. Right? Yeah. All of a sudden, somebody have a double-digit lead, all of a sudden, it's gone. Somebody have a double-digit lead, all of a sudden, it's gone. Like that. So, like, unfortunately, that gave you a glimmer of hope, even when the Celtics came out of halftime and started knocking down their shots. Boom, boom, boom. And all of a sudden, the Bucks were went from being down five to mm-hmm. all of a sudden down double digits. And you go, okay, okay, a lot of time left, right? But as you got into that fourth quarter... It felt like you're running out of time. It's well, too big. It's they, too, and you're not hitting your shots. Bottom line, like Pat was one of the one guys through six games who was actually hitting shots other than Giannis on a consistent basis. I don't think did Pat hit a shot yesterday. I know he didn't hit a three. He did not hit a three. Uh, I don't have the full box score in front of me, but I believe he finished with I zero points. I got the points. box score in front of me. Pat Connaughton off the bench, one for six, two yeah, points. At that one, that's nice. In 32 minutes, guys. Nothing. We're not talking about just like a, you know, yeah. 32 minutes worth of work. I mean, Lopez probably had his best game of the... But your defensive philosophy can't be, okay, we're going to guard the three by hoping they miss. It's, you're right? similar I mean, but to what you, I said. By letting the bad guy shoot yes, it, you're yeah. fine with it. All right, but know. then, but the bad guy became the good guy. Like that was the issue with Grant Williams because you're right; he had not been historically good from three. And so then, when he started to hit, and all of a sudden it was like a heat check. And you know, he's like when you play an NBA 2K, then you have to adjust. And I think that's one of the biggest things that people are being critical about Mike Budenholzer about was why didn't you adjust when it was clear that your defensive game plan, which was we're going to let the guys who suck at hitting threes take the threes, and they started hitting the threes, you got to change your perimeter defense. And Drew Holiday addressed it last night. He said, easier said than done. It's hard in the moment to change that. But then that's why you're on the losing end of that game yesterday. Lots of criticism from Mike Budenholzer. I would have thought that he would have gotten a long leash because he brought a title to Milwaukee last year. But yesterday, whether it was out of frustration or disappointment or anger or whatever emotions were rolling through the fan base, there were a lot of people who were saying, fire Coach Bud. Hashtag fire Coach Bud. It was back. It was all over the place. So what are you mad about? What is it about Coach Bud and the way that this series and season ended that makes you angry? Let's get out to Alan in Milwaukee. Alan, you're on with Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. Good morning, Alan. Hey, how are you guys going? Doing, uh, guys and gal? Good. Not well, Alan. Not well. Well, bad. Right, exactly. (laughs) Speak for yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. And and Jen, you were you were on the right track because last year after they won the championship I called Homer Show and I said, even though they won the championship, they should still fire the coach. Because I knew these things weren't gonna change. Because when you're saying like what's wrong, it's it's the the problem the biggest problem is that when people sitting at home on the couch can see things, you hope the coach that's sitting 10 feet away can see the same things. And, like, when I'm watching and I'm saying, okay, you're, Giannis is obviously exhausted and tired. And, then like, I was telling uh, Ashton uh, before I came on, I said, the biggest problem is that uh, coaches always say this stupid tradition thing of, oh, it's the playoffs. That means I'm going to shorten my, my rotation. It's like, Why? You have quality guys that can go get buckets that have been doing things for 82 games. Now all of a sudden you're just going to say, now these guys aren't going to get run? 
Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Hold on just a damn second. Wasn't one of the biggest criticisms of Budenholzer that he wasn't playing Giannis enough? Like, you look around the league and guys are playing like 40-plus minutes in every playoff game. Oh, Giannis has to do that. Giannis has to do that. So then he finally did it. Now we're going to criticize him for going the other way? But I think his point is that this time he was gassed, right? Because of the accumulation. And you said it, Gabe, the other day. The accumulation of last year's run, which was amazing. We would never cash that in. But to add that to then the run of the regular season, Chris being out for 10 games, Giannis having to take on more of the offensive load, he was gassed. Yeah. He was tired. He was exhausted. The guy wanted to go away had, for a year. You had to play him. No, you had to play him, but you're like, your your philosophy game in and game out without Middleton can't be Giannis go win it's the game. Giannis go win us the game. Giannis go win us the game. It kind of has because, to be when you don't have Chris, though. That's yeah, the problem. Yeah, but he's gassed. And for I mean, sure. he missed bunnies that he doesn't normally miss. And the reason you miss bunnies like that is because you're gassed. Yep. 100%. You're gassed. But I guess I, I, I've seen that criticism. I just don't know. Like, who else did who else did you want to get a bunch of run? Javon Carter? Javon Carter wasn't going to make a bigger difference. I'm sorry. Well, like, not offensively, but was there a chance that maybe his perimeter defense would have been better with than what they were trotting out there? No. Mm. Not really. Like, again, if, if, if your biggest criticism is Javon Carter should have got more minutes over George Hill, like, I... I I can't help they're, you. They're all guys. That's what I'm saying. They're all guys. The problem is in Game 7, usually a guy steps up. No guy Grant stepped Williams. up. Well, you had that happen on the other side. You yeah, had the Al Horford sure. game. You had the Jason Tatum yes. game. Who, by the way, he's their mm-hmm. number one, so yeah. it's not like it. But he had the big game, obviously, uh, at Pfizer Forum on Friday night. Um, and then you had yesterday the Grant Williams game. You didn't really have any of those games from any of the supporting Mm-mm. players in the Milwaukee Bucks jerseys. Let's get out to Al on the north side. Al, you're on with Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. Good morning, Al. Hey, good morning. Well, see, that, that's the point. We can't make uh, Bud uh, excellent, great, he's made changes, and then say he did the wrong thing. No, this is what's happened. Everybody's got a man up, okay? Boston had different individuals in different games collectively mm-hmm. step up, whether you knew their name or not. You cannot have a game seven and have one point coming from Grayson Allen, zero points from George Hill, two points from Connington, and three points from Matthews. Okay, let's just call it like it was. Giannis pulled a train up a hill on his back and should have been rewarded in game six. So he goes to game seven and says, can I find somebody that will just for one game give it all to me? And this is what the deal is. They need to look at themselves and say, we cannot blame this on Middleton. We can't even blame this on Giannis being gassed. We should blame it on the fact that we weren't gassed also. That's the deal. Maybe the silver lining here is that people will appreciate Chris, Chris Middleton for all that he is. Maybe there's a recognition now from the portion of the fan base who has said Chris isn't that good to say, God, we probably move on. We probably advance to oh, the Eastern yeah. Conference Finals if Chris is healthy. No questions asked. If you weren't appreciative of Chris Middleton after he scored 40 points in Game 5 of last year's NBA Finals, I highly doubt you're going to suddenly change your mind and be like, oh yeah, Chris, he's really good. (laughs) So what I'm not laughing at you, I'm laughing with you, even though you're not (laughs) laughing yet, I know that you will be soon, okay, because yes, you're right about that, but there is still a portion of the fan base that was saying, Milwaukee needs to go out and get another a number two. And you're going, Chris is the two. Yeah. Chris is an all-star. Can we please? And I'm saying, well, now without him, maybe it's one of those absence makes the heart grow fonder type of things. Brian and Waukesha, you're on with Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. Good morning, Brian. 
What's up, guys? Good morning. Hey, I'm watching. I'm looking at a lot of parallels between the last like 14 years with the Packers and what we see with the Bucks. Um, honestly, I think Bud is similar to Mike McCarthy in that he's got a superstar who makes him look like a much better coach than he actually is. Um, I don't think McCarthy was a very good coach. I, th- I thought uh, he oftentimes had very lazy game plans. I don't think Bud's the greatest coach. I think he's probably somewhere in the league average as far as coaches go, but I don't think he's a great coach by any stretch. And I also look at the Packers when they uh, had opportunities and they had great offenses. They never did anything to address the defensive side of the ball. So as much as Aaron was carrying the team on offense, he was always kind of let down because he had a defense that was giving up 30, 35 points in playoff games, and he couldn't carry the load all by himself. And to Gabe's point, Middleton is a excellent, excellent number two. But I do think in the offseason, the front office has to do something to address uh, getting somebody else in there um, to as, as a big three option. Drew Holiday is a really good player, defensive uh, player of the year candidate and everything like that, but somebody who can consistently night in and night out drop 20 to 23 points uh, a game to kind of offset uh, Giannis and, and not have to have him score 40 or 45 points a game to win a basketball game. But again, that's where Chris comes into play. Like, you don't need three guys averaging 20 points per contest. That Drew Holiday as a three makes sense. But I, I agree with him from the McCarthy standpoint. The thing is now, we wasted some years by keeping McCarthy around, right? I mean, the thing that bothered me end. about McCarthy is when he relinquished the play calling. Yep. That means I don't have confidence in what I'm doing. He, he relinquishes it, and then he takes it back. That's when they should have fired him. Right, so what what do we do? Are we we don't want to spin wheels again here for another three years? Honestly, though, like, but there's got this is so different. Do you keep the big three and then blow everything else up? It's it's going to be tough to kind of blow everything else up. To be honest with you, with with where they're at from a roster standpoint. What do you do with Lopez? Got to keep him. Chewy, let me ask you this, because that caller made me think of something that you said earlier this morning in the production meeting. Is Bud a good coach? Is Bud a great coach? Is Bud an average coach? Bud's Where would coach. you put him? Bud's a good coach. He's not a great coach, and I think a great coach gets you over gets you over the hump, you know? And there's some great coaches out there in the NBA. I just... Uh, I, Look, I as much know. as you I didn't don't know, because like... how do you fire a guy after he won the championship well, last year? And now, he went to a Game 7 against what I think is probably one of the best teams left. I honestly think the Celtics go in, they beat Miami, so he pushes them to a Game 7 without your second-best player. Yeah, like, without Chris, yeah. like, without Chris, we're not having this conversation today. But, we're having the conversation of Bucks versus Heat, Eastern Conference Finals start tomorrow. I think but, you could make a case, though, guys, that Ime Udoka is a great coach. And again, that might, yes. be, might, be, might seem a little early. Maybe we need to see a little more from him. But the way he manipulated the situation with the refs and the flopping and stuff, like, he knew that that was the way to win. But, but he Gabe, knew that's how he, what his team would have to do to, to, to shut down Giannis. But going back to last year, if Kevin Durant's foot is behind the line... Yep. He gets fired. Yep. You see what I'm saying here? Yeah, it's I mean, it's a like, fine line. It's 100% a fine line. 